Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, 2,000 years after Pentecost and historic prayer movement in Jerusalem as Christians from around the world gather to pray for Israel and encounter violent protests from a small minority. Plus, another crisis over Iran's nuclear program. And the U.S. unveils an unprecedented strategy to battle rising anti-Semitism. And dive into 3,000 years of history with the newly renovated Tower of David Museum. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. On Pentecost Sunday, hundreds gathered on Jerusalem's southern steps, just below the Temple Mount, to pray for Israel. The event began an historic evangelistic effort to reach the world. During this global day of prayer for Jerusalem and the nations, an unusual late season rain covered those who attended in person. Millions more joined online. I think this is kind of a, a, a God moment. There's just like organizations, collaborations, denominations, people from the east to the west coming together. Three major prayer efforts converged on the day of Pentecost, including Pentecost 2023 and the Ascension Day Prayer Initiative. This is historic. Something like this has never happened. Over 100 million people praying for Israel and praying for the world with the launch of this 10-year collaboration for the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Those prayers came from nations around the world, including Indonesia, India, Kenya, and the USA. At the meeting, global Christian leaders, including ORU President Billy Wilson, launched Commitment 2033, a 10-year effort to reach the world with the gospel. Jesus, you promised when the Holy Spirit came on us, we would have power and we would be your witnesses, starting in Jerusalem, then Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We pray that would be true in our generation in the 21st century. It also marked the end of 21 days of prayer and fasting by an initiative called the Isaiah 62 Fast. It really began in early March to mobilize at least 5 million believers to fast and pray one hour a day based on Isaiah 62. 12,000 ministries from 120 nations and 100 languages joined the 21-day fast. The eventual goal is to raise 100 million intercessors for Israel. Mike Bickle, who launched the prayer effort, says it included praying for the protection of Israel from Iran. It's back as a world power again with a nuclear weapon just a moment away with Russia and China behind the scenes backing them up in certain ways. And the Lord says, I've got this one. I've understood this from the beginning. I have a five million member corporate Daniel on a 21 day fast at such a time as this. Now is the time to pray. If it's a time to intercede, now is the time to intercede. Now is not the time to be slack. So I want to encourage everyone, even the younger generation, continue to be hot, continue to be warm and fired with the Holy Spirit. As successful as the Pentecost prayer event was, there was one aspect about it that took the attendees and many members of the Jewish community in Jerusalem by surprise. Take a look. Before, during, and after that prayer meeting, a large group of ultra-Orthodox demonstrators harassed and even attacked some who attended the event. They called participants missionaries, and the protests turned violent. We didn't partake at this event, but I, I was uh, as one of the attendees 
I walked, walked out and I got literally afraid of my life because I never saw so much hostility than on that day. And it was thanks to the Israeli uh, police that jumped on the spot and pulled us out, um, that nothing worse that was happening. Protesters attacked Ron Cantor's wife, Ilana. She couldn't, they began to kick her. They began to punch her. Uh, they hit her in the stomach. Uh, they began to stomp on her feet. She was wearing sandals. It was quite brutal. When she finally, uh, well, finally what happened after about 10 minutes or so, one police officer and a tour guide uh, took hold of her and got her through into the event, but not before she was really emotionally traumatized and, and physically hurt. My wife, by the way, she's not a tourist. She's not an immigrant. She is a native Israeli. Um, they were attacking a fellow citizen. An Israeli official recommended they go to the police. At an event for the Jerusalem prayer breakfast, two members of Israel's parliament publicly apologized, including former religious affairs minister Matan Kahana. Unfortunately, a few days ago, some extremist demonstrators shouted at a group of visitors to the holy places, and this is completely unacceptable, unacceptable in my eyes. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize for this behavior on behalf of the Knesset. I want to emphasize that uh, what, we, what you spoke about, this unacceptable behavior at the holy site, it's something that uh, we don't, we're not arguing about that. Coalition, opposition, we're all on the same page. I also was very touched to hear today every single member of Knesset today in this meeting, even the Speaker of the House, very strongly condemned what was taking place a few days ago when you had those riots and demonstrators against uh, a, a, a Christian prayer gathering at the Southern Stack. So this was phenomenal today to see that. Cantor says this group doesn't represent the vast majority of the Orthodox. And, and I want to be clear about something. It's so important that, that your viewers know. 99.9% of Orthodox Jews do not behave this way. I, I interact with Orthodox Jews every single day in my life here in Israel, and they do not react like this. This is a radical uh, sect. Cantor says he and his wife have forgiven the demonstrators. I don't want people to hate Israel. I don't want them to think that this is the normal behavior. But we do want accountability. There is a radical element that the, the faith... Uh, Flames are being fanned by their leaders, and uh, it, it, it needs to be addressed, and it needs to be stopped. Coming up, a powerful display of unity. Christians and Jews come together and fulfill the biblical command to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. 2023 marks Israel's 75th anniversary. Wanting only a homeland of their own, the Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And saw my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. You can stand with the nation of Israel and support their basic right to exist through CPN Israel. Your donation makes it possible to give humanitarian aid to Israelis in crisis while simultaneously reaching millions worldwide with breaking news and award-winning films that tell the true story of the Jewish people. Will you stand with Israel during their 75th anniversary? Call 1-800-265-0996. 
Go to cbn.com slash support Israel or text CBN Israel to 91999. Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. In all of history, there have been few men like him. He was a prophet, a gifted psalmist, a feared warrior, and a revered king. Gain spiritual insights for your life from the life of King David in Pat Robertson's newest audiobook, The Shepherd King. Coming May 8th. Turkey's Recep Erdogan is extending his two-decade two rule after winning re-election this week. Erdogan won 50 percent. 52% of the vote in a runoff election, securing a five-year term as the nation's leader. This despite skyrocketing inflation and the daunting task of rebuilding after a massive earthquake killed more than 50,000 people. His opponent campaigned to introduce democratic reforms and turn back some of Erdogan's authoritarian policies. Well, the UN's nuclear watchdog agency, the IAEA, closed its investigation into enriched uranium particles suspected at Iranian nuclear facilities. This raises fears about Iran's continued pursuit of nuclear weapons. Given its recently strengthened ties with Russia and China, Iran presents a growing threat to Israel. The announcement comes days after Iran announced it tested a ballistic missile with a range of 1,200 miles. After the announcement, Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu said Israel will do whatever it takes to prevent Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons. Well, hundreds of Jews and Christians gathered this week for the seventh annual Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast. The meeting follows the biblical command to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Representatives from nearly 50 nations joined this year's event. It's very simple, it's not political. Our mission is to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So for seven years, we've gathered in Jerusalem and people have come from all over the world to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's about bringing people and the nations in to pray and to receive a blessing because out of Zion goes the law and it goes blessing the peace of Jerusalem. The Knesset invited the gathering to visit the parliament. This return to our holy land after 2000 years of exile is a fulfillment of all the promises of the prophets. In order for this amazing experience to continue, we need you. We need those true friends who share the same set of values with us. Since its inception, the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast event has gone global, from Africa to South America to Europe, influencing many nations. We will try to move the embassy, uh, the Italian embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem as a big sign, a little but a big sign to recognize the importance of this holy city and also the efforts of the Israeli state. According to Israel's foreign minister, Hungary may become the first EU member to move its embassy to Jerusalem. The epicenter of the world is a Zion. 
and, and, and the epicenter of the world, Jerusalem. And Jerusalem, it is the undivided and indivisible capital of Israel. And I would like our nation, Hungarian nation, will be a sheep nation. We would like to become a blessed nation. Therefore, we pray for Israel. We pray for Jerusalem peace every time. And then they're bringing embassies here, and that's bringing a blessing back to those countries, because that's what the Word of God says, is that the blessing goes forth from Jerusalem and from Israel to other nations. For many, praying for Jerusalem means praying the biblical promises for the city. To pray God's purposes for Jerusalem, just being a watchman on the wall surrounding her day and night with our prayers. For Zion's sake, we will not be silent and we will not hold our peace until he makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. Michelle Bachman, Dean of Regent University School of Government, says since one Jerusalem prayer breakfast happened in the Muslim nation of Kosovo, why not aim even higher? So why not pray for Iran? Why not pray for Saudi Arabia? Why not pray for North Korea? Why not pray for communist China? Those countries need Jesus too. They need blessing too. And so that's what we're doing. We're standing here by faith, praying the word of God and praying that God will open up his spirit in these nations. Up next, anti-Semitism is rising across the globe. Now the White House is laying out a new strategy to tackle the issue head on. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. A historic bond between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at cbnradio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning, the CBN News Quick Start Podcast. Each weekday morning at 7 a.m., get quick highlights of the day's important news, then an in-depth analysis that goes beyond the headlines, insights that matter to people of faith. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Find the CBN News Quick Start Podcast on iTunes or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, because truth matters. Anti-Semitism in America is at an all-time high. The White House recently announced a national strategy to counter it, which calls on all Americans to get involved. CBN's Brody Carter has more. Take a look. 
And as the first Jewish spouse of the United States president or vice president, let me say this, we cannot stay silent. While American Jews account for just 2.4% of the U.S. population, FBI statistics showed they're the victims of 63% of religiously motivated hate crimes, a statistic that has the White House on the move. Silence is complicity. We can't remain silent. Washington's strategy to help counter this hatred has three key goals. We must increase awareness and understanding of both anti-Semitism and Jewish American heritage. Second, we have to improve safety and security of Jew for Jewish communities. Thirdly, we must reverse the normalization of anti-Semitism and address anti-Semitic discrimination now and loudly. This strategy also seeks to leverage the fight against other forms of hatred, including discrimination and bias against all religious minorities, race and gender. If we don't have religious freedom for everyone, no one will have religious freedom. Brian Grimm, president of the Religious Freedom Business Foundation, is Catholic. Working closely with the Biden administration on this, he's teaching Fortune 500 companies how all faiths working in business can build a better world. By having information, it helps people uh, overcome something that they think they know about, but, but really it's hard to, uh, unless you put yourself in the, someone else's shoes, you don't understand how it continues to impact Jews uh, today. If you come in and decide to commit acts of violence or violate anyone's civil rights, you're going to be hearing from the Office of the Attorney General in Virginia very shortly. States like Virginia have already implemented strategies to stop the hate. Attorney General Jason Mayeres launched a new task force to monitor and combat anti-Semitism. So I think that's a critical component is bringing those both in the law enforcement, the security, the education background on one page. They can get a clear picture of the depths of the problem that we're seeing right now in Virginia. And we're obviously seeing this nationally as well. This strategy comes at a time when anti-Semitic harassment is surging in all 50 states and Washington, D.C. Only five states account for more than half of all incidents. New York leading the pack, followed by California, New Jersey, Florida, and Texas. Brody Carter, CBN News. In response to the national strategy for fighting anti-Semitism proposed by the Biden administration, the Simon Wiesenthal Center criticized the White House for listing the Council of American Islamic Relations, or CARE, as part of its national strategy. CARE has for years been spreading radicalization through its ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, including Hamas. The organization also supported and advocated for Rasmia O'Day, a convicted terrorist, up until her deportation to Jordan. According to Rabbi Abraham Cooper, Associate Dean and Director of Global Social Action, CARE has been a source of anti-Semitism. How can it be a partner to fight it? CARE was listed as number seven on the Simon Wiesenthal Center's top 10 2021 list for worst anti-Semitism. Well, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman came to Jerusalem this week to pray for Israel. At a gathering, she told CBN News that America needs to beware because if it can curse itself, if it curses Israel. I will say from the perspective, I, I'm a former member of the United States Congress, and I'm not saying this as a partisan. I've served under Democrat and Republican administrations, and both administrations have blessed and both administrations have cursed, but I have never seen the United States 
be in a greater posture of cursing toward Israel than we are right now. And my heart is broken, and that is where my prayers lie. For the sake of the United States, when the United States is in a posture of cursing toward Israel and supporting Israel's enemies, it makes you think maybe that's why we are in part, while why we're seeing judgment in the United States. And so it's important for us to get in line with God's word. What does God tell us? He tells us that we are to bless Israel, we're to bless the Jewish people, and we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And when our country is actively working to undermine Israel, and when we have people who have been appointed to Israel and to the Middle East region, who seek to, to bless and lift up Israel's many enemies and to hurt Israel, that's cursing. And unfortunately, that's what's happening now at the United States administration level. That is not partisan. It's just a fact. And so we need to pray that our government gets in line with the word of God and that we bless Israel and the Jewish people. Father God, in the United States of America, you blessed our nation because we chose to follow Genesis 12:3 and bless the Jewish people and bless the Jewish land. We agree with your covenant, O oh God. We agree that it is your idea, the modern state of Israel, that you brought Aliyah back and that Jerusalem is the undivided, eternal capital of Israel for all time. May this nation be blessed forevermore, and may the United States never turn away from blessing Israel. Amen. Amen. Still ahead, an iconic landmark in Jerusalem gets a major upgrade. Explore 3,000 years of history when we come back. Introducing the all-new Superbook Academy Express, a special series hosted by Gizmo, featuring a full-length Superbook episode and more. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves. This month, the Good Samaritan. A certain Samaritan came to where the man was. When he saw him, he had compassion. Join the CBN Animation Club today and get this exciting new DVD, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. Included with every Academy Express is a special family resource guide filled with scriptures, coloring pages, and other fun-filled activities. This special video contains one full-length Superbook episode, a sing-along music video, a gospel presentation, the salvation poem from the episode, plus so much more. Give your young ones a deeper understanding of God's truths. Superbook Academy Express, available now. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us region. Experience God on a new level. Empowering the believer is what this podcast is really all about. Discover insights into scriptures. Be encouraged by inspired teaching. Everyone listening. Everyone. You can be a chosen vessel. The Lesson with Gordon and Ashley. What did Jesus get? Everything that the Father has. Yes. Learn more about what God has for you. The Lesson on cbnfamily.com and YouTube.
One of Jerusalem's ancient landmarks is diving into the world of technology. Visitors can now see the renovated Tower of David Museum and touch history. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl has more. The Tower of David Museum takes visitors through 3,600 years of the ancient city's history. Museum director Elat Lieber says the age of the infrastructure meant a major upgrade was planned for a decade and renovations have gone on for three years at a cost of $50 million. We wanted to engage the visitors, especially the young generation, with the story by adding technology, interactive media, and of course the real objects that came back home to the citadel. Jerusalem has a secret, else how we can explain what Jerusalem is, how it became so sacred to so many people the world over. And while the rule in most museums is please don't touch, this newly renovated version shares a different message, please touch. We want them to touch, to engage and be intrigued about what they're doing in the museum. Curator Tal Kobo says the exhibits now tell a thematic story. The first gallery is talking about the scope of time, how long and all the cultures and empires that ruled the city. There are 12 interactive screens chronicling the history of Jerusalem, and they're meant to be touched. Here we have the British Mandate period from 1917 to 1948. We can see it in English have a map of the city, see what world events were happening at the time, and the timeline of Jerusalem. Creative director Yoav Cohen says his team took on the challenge of telling these stories in a creative, experiential, and user-friendly way. We're making movies, we're making interactive, we're making computer games. It is a very thin line between telling the interesting story and uh, to be uh, engagement and uh, to be precise on the other side and correct with history. The second, third, and fourth galleries show how Jerusalem became sacred to Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Each consists of a model with its own iconic building, such as the second Jewish temple, although it was gone by the end of the first century. Mostly Jewish people did not live in Jerusalem, but the memory of Jerusalem still existed. And those objects that carries the Manoah symbolizes the connection to Jerusalem. This is the room of Christianity. In the center, there's this huge model of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Museum consultant on Christianity, Yiska Harani, says Jerusalem has been seen through a prism influenced by the Byzantine era of the Roman Empire for nearly 1,700 years. Byzantine Jerusalem lay the foundations for how people perceive Jerusalem in history. This is why, behind me, there is the beautiful replica made by mosaic of the Madaba map. Found in a church in Jordan, that is the oldest known map of the Holy Land and Jerusalem. So this room is also titled Sacred Geography, because what it drew the Christians here was to see the sacred geography. Jesus came into a geography. And the Muslim gallery has a replica of the Dome of the Rock on the Temple Mount. This is an original mosque that we are actually standing in. Someone asked me the question about touching the exhibition. Well, I think there is no replace to touching the walls. Part of the renovation included making the ancient fortress more accessible to those physically challenged. 
That included adding two elevators so all visitors could see the 10 galleries. They still, however, couldn't reach the observation deck. We came with the idea of using VR glasses or another product, um, 360 degrees footage that we took of the observation in order that everyone would be able to see our beautiful observation. Lieber calls it the gateway to Jerusalem. The Tower of David is, of course, a very unique building the fortress of Jerusalem, the symbol of the city that represents the power, the beauty of Jerusalem for many ages. Julie Stahl, CBN News, the Tower of David Museum, Jerusalem. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on social media and also access our content through our CBN apps and email blasts. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.